0: Percent off your first three months. Now, here's your host of the Fight Podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yep. Yeah. What up? What up? Welcome to episode 99. Woo! 99. We made it up to 99, man. Welcome to episode 99 of the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente. I'm going to bless with you guys with some fight news. We got a bunch of news today. Um, A lot of beef and a lot of stuff going on with McGregor, um, his retirement, a whole bunch of things we'll get to in a second. Uh, We also just had some fun stuff too, man. I had to make sure I mixed some fun stuff in there. Uh, We're going to go ahead and break down a number of things, man, today. But uh, before I get to that, remember... The Fight Podcast brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at SageEatsChicago.com Sign up promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember to follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. Follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website TheFightPodcast.com Subscribe. Listen Listen, rate, and share. We are on iTunes, Sound, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and all that other um, pretty much everywhere podcasts are available, man. So please go ahead and check us out today. All right, man. Um, Yo, like I said, yo, welcome to episode 99. Moving moving these right along. Uh, We're having a good time with them. It is, yo, finally. We are finally getting some beautiful weather here in Chicago. Look, man, it is like mid-50s. Not a cloud in the sky. I went ahead and took my dog for a walk that was actually more than two blocks today. It's beautiful, man. Make you want to be outside. Open some windows up. And yes, 50 degrees after a long winter here in Chicago, it makes you want to just... Look, man, I'm not even mad at people for wearing shorts today. I get it. Now, granted, I'm wearing a hoodie and a jacket still, but, yo, I feel you. It's been a long, rough, depressing winter here in the city, but it seems like we might just be peeking through. I'm not sure yet. I don't want to jinx it, man, but we might be peeking through. Um, There is a lot going on this week, man. It's been... Yes, we've had some amazing fights, Um, boxing, MMA, everything, kickboxing. All the organizations have been really killing it. Um, Lightweights have been killing it, moving up to welterweight, knocking out top-ranked guys. Um, Big shout-out to Anthony Pettis and Jorge Masvidal. Yo, the Latinos stand up. It's great, man, seeing... um, uh just action man, a lot of stuff moving around man. And you know what dude, it is. It feels good to be in here talking about it. Um now, something that I don't enjoy talking about to be honest with you, but I feel like it's necessary. And look, it's it's necessary because this individual is news This is the most popular athlete in the sport. This is a top five most popular athlete of all sports. And I would be a fool to say that he is not important to the growth and development of MMA. And of course, I'm talking about your boy. Ain't my boys, your boy, your boy, Conor McGregor. And look, man, I've seen the comments and uh, even talked to some of my buddies who listen to the show. And they're like, Serge, give McGregor a break. Like, why do you rip dude so hard? You riding dude, you're hating on dude. Fam, I'm not hating on McGregor at all. I've said this multiple times. Skill-wise, I love his skill set. I'm sorry. I love his skill set, man. And And here's the thing. So... Before I get into that, because what I want to do today is I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to pretty much chronicle his entire journey in the UFC, the rise to where we are today, to this week we had a retirement out of him through um, through social media, he, he, said he put something up on Twitter, I'll pull that up in a minute, um, but then he also, less than 24 hours later, the New York Times. And fam, this isn't like some rinky dink, you know, fake news outlet. Yo, this is the New York Times. Who care what, you know, Orange in Chief has to say? This is, you know, a legitimate, you know, publication. And they do their research before they go out and put it out there. Um, And again, so at this point in time, Conor McGregor does have rape allegations. All right. And that's what I'll say. Allegations, and I am not really going to kill him for that yet. Because look, I'm not going to be that dude that's like, "Oh, I knew he was a rapist. He's going to do this." Nah, man, that's irresponsible. That's irresponsible. But, but he has these allegations, so you got to open your eyes and you got to kind of see what's going on, man. So, um, you know what? Let, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I I, I want to. I want to go ahead and, like I said, I had this all pulled up. We're going to talk about this dude's timeline. What has he been doing um, over the last couple years? Because this man, like I said before, man, he's a star. He is the face of not just the UFC, of MMA in general. And, And for me, look, man, that has been my problem. If he was out there doing the right things, if he was Max Holloway, Yo, I'd be praising dude every day, even with the trash talk. I was cool with the trash talk originally. I did not see an issue with the trash talk. But when it escalated and now you're making the sport look bad and it's one bad thing after another after another. That's what I have an issue with, man. So look, I'm just going to go ahead and lay all these things out. Um, And this actually is chronicled by pff, business insider of all people. Business Insider um, put this out earlier this year, and um, so let me let me go ahead and, and break this down, man. And again, like I said, he's had a number, a number of different, um, not just allegations, this a a number of things been going up. So, let's see, no, 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 there, there got to be a better one I had. Pulled up. All right. So, um, we start off it um he he makes his way to the UFC originally, and aha, uh, here we go. All right. Originally makes his way to the UFC. He goes out he goes out there and completely starches Diego Brando Okay. Um in fact, here, I'm I'm going to do one better for you guys. I'm really going to go ahead and pull up the his entire uh, resume and his entire record for you guys, because again, man, I want people to understand that the rise of Conor McGregor was epic, epic. I've never seen, and not only myself, man, I've never seen anything like this, but I mean, dude, the sport itself has never seen anything like this. Not only did the organization go out there, the fans, everybody embraced this dude. And it was because he was going out there and um, he was, not only was he beating people up, he was talking a great game. Um, and it's, he, he seems special. So he goes out there And one of his first UFC events against an extremely tough opponent. And again, let me pull up his record. His record is, and I'm having little delays on my his computer. Here we go. All right. So he's 21-4. He's and four. Incredible record. I'm not knocking his record in the least. Um, so his first fight in the UFC, he goes out here and he competes against. And this is UFC on Fuel TV 9. Shows you how long ago this was. This was in 2013. He fights Marcus Brimage. Marcus Brimage, man, is somebody who's a little bit busy. He's a journeyman, but for the first fight in the UFC, especially in 2013, Marcus Brimage came off of the Ultimate Fighters. People knew who he was. He was a name. And Conor McGregor, again, having some... He was on the prelims. Nobody really knew about him. Goes out there and just starches it. a minute and seven seconds into the fight. Knocks out a tough... Marcus Brimage man just a tough dude his next fight he fights Max Holloway Max Holloway's second career fight uh in the UFC Max Holloway the current 145 pound champion he is about to in a couple weeks fight for the 55 pound interim chip Conor did beat him now Connor blew his knee out in that fight and so did uh Max Holloway he was also really injured in that fight Max Holloway was 21 years old, but Connor still beat him, man. Diego Brandow. Now, this is the huge fight. This is where the first time, look, the UFC was behind him. They allowed him to headline an event July 19th, 2014 in, um, in Dublin, Ireland. He's headlined by Diego Brandow. Super tough, nasty on the ground. Connor goes out there and starches him. The, the crowd goes nuts. First round, four minutes and five seconds of the very first round. Connor McGregor starches this dude. Crowd goes nuts. Um, he has a little bow tie on, some suspenders on after the fight with the little baseball cap. And uh and he talks about, you know, his his he I only had a couple quid. You know, he talks about he didn't have money, how he was, you know, on welfare. And uh, he he talks about it's this very rag to riches story, right? He's talking about how he's a plumber and the audience falls in love with him because he seems like such a humble and fun guy. Um, And then he just continues going. He builds it up. He's great at selling a fight. Next fight, he fights Dustin Poirier, who is fighting Max Holloway for that that interim title at Buck 55 coming up next month starches him knocks him out in the first round and this is where that mystic mac comes up he said he's gonna knock him out and after he knocks out dustin Poirier, he said i told you call me mystic mac because i predict these things he goes out there crowd loves him i'm a fan i'm sold dustin poyer is a dog everybody loves it right so Connor is off to the races. The organization is super behind him, and now they're trying to set him up already with the goat at the at the lighter weight weight classes with um, Jose Aldo Jr. He's calling him out. He's talking shit. It's beautiful. And again, this is all still in the realm of the sport. Okay, he's talking trash. It's not even as aggressive as the way Chael Sonnen ripped Anderson Silva. He's just talking trash. I'm going to go down there. You're not a real champion. You're not focused because you have kids. I don't have kids. This is all I have. I go down to your city. I knock you out. Fam, it's beautiful. I'm talking about he's taking shit talking to another level. And the fan, the crowd, the UFC is loving it. Sold out event. Um. Now he gets uh Dennis Siever. Now, 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 let me take a quick break to tell you this. At this point in time, and again, the UFC was giving him winnable matchups. As we see, some of these matchups really aged well, right? Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. I mean, these are things that uh, went really well. But at the time, we didn't realize it, man. So we're, we're looking at it. Um, we knew he had favorable matchups, but he was the guy, right? Um, everybody loved him. He was becoming that next superstar. Again, we're talking about 2014, 2015. This is ronda Rossi starting to phase out. She's already been touched up by Holly Holm. We're 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 seeing this happening already, right? So they need a star. Brock is gone, nowhere to be found. Um, John Jones is at this point in time is in trouble. So you're like, all right, all right, all right, you know. This is the guy. We got something. UFC, you have one. So they're rocking with him, right? He goes out there, dominates and beats Dennis Seaver. He gets his interim title shot against Chad Money Mendez. Knocks him out in the second round in a fight that he was losing four minutes and 57 seconds the very last couple seconds of the second round in a fight that he was getting dominated he drops the hammer knocks him out super emotionally, he's crying he's the interim title make more money than he's ever made in his life the fans love him everybody does I'm a fan he's the guy right people are starting to do their hair like him talk trash like him you're starting to see the shift this is Conor McGregor and again, it was still fun. Even after the fights, very, very, you know, cordial to the it, people. It's like, it's all trash talk. It was just business. We understand it. Here it comes. Jose Aldo Jr., UFC 194. He goes out there and starches Jose Aldo Jr., the, the undefeated 10-year champion, the only featherweight champion the UFC has ever seen to this point in time. Counter knocks him out. Peak stardom. This is where we now the mainstream knows who he is. Everybody, because before this, all this other stuff that I've been talking about, this was pretty much just the, the people who knew the sport. This is the diehards, man. We knew him. Now we're fans of his. He beats Jose Aldo. Now all of us who were a little skeptical. Now we're like, Psh, yo, he's the guy. And we're all on top of him, right? All right. Nate Diaz. He's supposed to fight um, the 155 pound champion in RDA, who was already the champion at the time. He ends up fighting Nate Diaz on short notice. Everybody with this one. And this is why I started saying. Everybody makes it because he got to a point in time where you could see Conor started struggling with. Creativity. In terms of his, his trash talk used to be very, very creative. You can tell he thought about it. He took his time. Well, when he went against fought against Nate Diaz, didn't have the same type of uh, trash talk. He was trying, but he was trying to bring up stuff like more personal shit, right? Didn't work against Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz goes out there and stops him in the second round. His first loss in the UFC. Uh, that's that's where he gets uh, stopped um, by Nate Diaz via rear naked choke in, in the second round. Now, for everybody, it was like, well, Serge, he moved up to weight classes to fight Nate. Nate was the only reason Nate won is because he's a bigger man. Shut up. All of you, just shut your mouths, man. What is Nate Diaz's weight class? Where has he fought the bulk of his career? 155 pounds, man, the same weight class that Conor's best at. So only thing about this fight was a guy who just happened to be fighting a guy. Neither of them cut weight. So the narrative that Conor McGregor lost this fight because Nate was bigger is total nonsense, right? Very next fight, he fights Nate uh, Diaz again. He receives a majority decision. I had Nate Diaz was winning, but who cares? The McGregor train rolls on. I get it. You got to keep that party going. Eddie Alvarez. He fights him for the title. Starches Eddie Alvarez. Now he's really a huge star in terms of um, in terms of social media. He's a huge star um, in the uh, in the UFC. He's he's just a huge star all over the place, man. Conor McGregor is that guy, right? Um, but this is where we start. Seeing some nonsense going on, right? So we get again December 2015. He starches Jose Aldo, right? Blast him out the way, whatever. We got uh, Diaz. Diaz knocks him out, like I said. All right, here we go. This is where it kind of starts UFC 202 press conference. And again, this was for um Nate Diaz. McGregor got fined $25,000 and Forced him to compete. Twenty five hours of uh, complete twenty five hours of community service after he chucked water bottles and Monster Energy drinks at Nate Diaz during the press conference. Most people didn't think that was a big deal. I didn't either, but I understood why they find him. He was chucking it not on the stage where the athletes were. He was chucking it in the crowd. Anybody could have got clipped. I get it. It's a bad look, right? Um. There's that Diaz two again. Blah blah blah. We already talked about that. Um and then Conor again, he's about to fight Eddie Alvarez like I talked about. We love this. Who the fuck are he, he's in the press conference for UFC 205 press conference. Um Jeremy Stevens is over there in the back uh, and he starts ch- talking trash and he wants to fight Conor McGregor and that's when Conor looks up and says, "Yo, who the fuck is that guy?" Again, brilliant Conor McGregor, great stuff. Again, this is the fun Conor McGregor. This way everybody I still liked him at this point in time. I thought it was great um two o UFC 205 he becomes a champ champ TKO's um uh uh Eddie Alvarez like I said and again this is where it seems like it went off the rails McGregor versus Mayweather 2017 he goes out there and fights um uh, Conor McGregor Forbes say he walks around walked away with roughly 85 million dollars right so now he legitimately has fuck you money doesn't matter what you do I'm rich now I don't have to bend my will to anybody and this is where it seemed like things started to go downhill Bellator 187 and this is in November 2017 this is soon after he ended up losing to Floyd Mayweather he jumps into a cage. After teammate Mate won in Bellator 107. And look, I'm sorry this has been long. But I want to give him all of his accolades. Before I go ahead and rip him. Because again, I want to explain that. Look, I have been a fan of his in the past. I have. I've definitely been a fan of his. But at the end of the day, man. I want you to see what he has done good. I want you to see the rise. And I want to pretty much. I'm giving you all this stuff. Because I'm showing you what's about to happen. And what we're seeing. Okay? So look. He ends up jumping in the cage in a Bellator event. And remember, Bellator is not the UFC. This is another organization. One of his teammates was at that event, one, and he jumps into the cage. The ref hasn't called the fight yet. He shoves the refs out the way. That was referee Mark Goddard, who we all know has had some issues also. Um, But he pushes dude and gets in a whole big ruckus there, right? And this is 2017. So people already kind of look at him like, bro, what's going on? UFC Brooklyn bus attack. April 2018, McGregor was charged with assault and criminal mischief after throwing a dolly through a bus window filled with UFC fighters and employees while attempting to get at rival Khabib Nurmagomedov. He ended up pleading guilty to disorderly contact and avoided jail time. But the incident set up for a high-profile fight. So, he went out there... um, Connor looks like he talks some shit about, you know, or should I say Khabib cornered one of uh, Connor's buddies who was talking trash about Khabib. That was Artem Lobov. Connor flies all the way over to this to the States with a bunch of his buddies, a bunch of hooligans. They start slapping on the, the, the door, throw a dollar through the window. Michael Chiesa, Ray Borg have to get pulled off the fight. Rose Nyman is yet to fight since then. Her whole aura is messed up. Whatever was wrong with her. I mean, dude, there was no reason for it. And again, this is one of the things that you're starting to see. The bus incident, the him jumping in the cage. It's that he got that I don't care. He got that, you know, that that F you money. So did th- this happen? And again, we saw what happened. All right. UFC 229. Now, in between this time, 2000, April 2018, until he finally fights at UFC 229, um, we don't hear about it as much from him. Um, you hear rumblings about some issues that he has had in in um, in Ireland. Some stuff going on with some gangsters. He he's been out there. They said the Irish mob is looking for him. So this happened in you know 2017, 2000, beginning of 2018. All right, so UFC 229. We already know about the melee. Conor was talking hella trash. Khabib chokes him out. Big brawl after the fight. Um, everybody's in trouble, right? We, we we see what happened there. And now this brings me to what has recently happened. Conor McGregor this week goes online and he said something along the lines of, you know, this is not, you know, mixed martial arts anymore. And... I'm, I'm getting up out of here. Like I'm retiring from the for the sport formerly known as, uh, mixed martial art and, um, and I'm done, right? I'm done. Whatever. I'm out. Uh, now this is my, this is what I, how I feel about that. Yo, he's not really retiring. I didn't think he was really retiring because as we forgot He's done this before under contract negotiations. Now, this is where I'm actually going to change my tune a little bit. And I know I've been talking a lot about this, but this is where I want to change my tune. And real quick, I'm just going to read this tweet. Hey, guys, quick announcement. I've decided to retire from the sport formerly known as mixed martial arts today. I wish my old colleagues well going forward in competition. I will now join former partners on this venture already in retirement proper pino coladas on me, fellas. Okay, that's what he said. All right, whatever. He's pulled this before. He always does this when he's under contract negotiations. I killed Connor about a week ago. I did. I ripped him um, when he was complaining about being in the cold main event. Um, And I'm going to take that back, especially because at that point in time, I didn't realize I believe that everybody who was in in a pay-per-view event, was getting pay-per-pay-per-views. So I was just like, I don't understand why he's shitty about being a co-main event. Granted, he hasn't won in over three years. Why would he get the co He is the biggest name in the sport, so I understand why he would be a main event. But my only discontention with that is like, look, at the end of the day, yes, he is the biggest name in the sport, but if there is a title fight on that card... He shouldn't be ahead of the title fight because there's no belt on the line. The title fight should be the main event. And then we bring in Conor McGregor, right? As a co-main event. He didn't want to do it. He said that if they're going to do that, they owe me money. They owe me a piece of the company. Originally, I didn't agree with that. But the reason I feel him at this point in time is because especially when I really looked into that ESPN deal that they did with um, the UFC did with ESPN. How many people actually have ESPN plus? Okay. So now if if it's we we're talking about streaming platforms itself, I'm already after foot, 45, 50 years old, they're not paying attention to it anymore. Um so we're already we're crushing that demographic. So you're literally taking people who, or even the casuals, for instance. So you got the casuals wanting to watch a pay-per-view, but then they have to download because it's exclusively, the pay-per-views are only showed exclusively now on ESPN+. So you have to download ESPN+, in order to get the pay-per-view and pay for the pay-per-view. I don't know if people are going to be willing to do that, to download something that they do not have, in order strictly just to watch this fight. Now, how does this affect the fighters? This sucks in terms of the fighters because now, if we were looking at, let's say, 500,000 pay-per-view buys, right? Does that number get knocked because of the newness of ESPN Plus and this new way of doing things? Fighters are going to get taken advantage of. These things aren't, aren't going to benefit these individuals. So if this is not going to benefit these individuals, they're not going to get paid more. You know what? Conor was right. Yo, if you guys want me to be a co-main event, I'll fight wherever you want me to on the card. But at the end of the day, you got to pay me. Because only the headliners get those pay-per-view points. So do I think the UFC is going to bend? So I think this is a little bit of a misship on Conor McGregor's part. He did this in the past. And again, like I said, he did this in the the lead up to uh, UFC 205, right? All right. Thanks for the cheese. I'm out. Less than 24 hours later. The New York Times released a story that said Conor McGregor Was um, the New York Times pretty much put out there that Conor McGregor went out there and is what's it called? He has uh, rape allegations, and that's according to New York Times. Uh, they said the source is not incre- and again, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to say I believe he did or didn't do it. The only thing I am going to say is this, because this they said this happened in Ireland. This is what the facts say. This is what the article said. The article said that this event happened in Ireland. They said this event happened at a hotel that Conor McGregor, McGregor frequents. They said he was there on the night of the altercation. They say his source is extremely credible or the of the the um, the accuser is extremely credible. Yo, if he did that, man, like, I mean, we, we can't be on board now. Women lie. Men lie, you know, number zone. I get it. But people lie, man. He's a big name. People might want to settle. I get it. He has a lot of money. But this is one bad thing under over another. And I forgot to mention he last week, he just got arrested. For knocking a phone out of somebody's hand, and the only reason that he got arrested, the only reason he was even in the states, is because he was here doing community service for the melee that happened when he threw the dolly through the, the, the glass. So you look at that, and there's one bad thing under another. It is a bad thing under another, and it and it started when he got that fuck you money. He changed at his core. Every Even the way he talks trash, he's going at people's, like, cultural backgrounds. He's digging into talking about people's moms and dads and shit. Like, yo, that's that has nothing to do with the fight. I liked it when it was just him ripping dude, talking trash about him, being silly. Yo, that's fun. Ali did that. Chael Sonnen. Like, that's fun shit talk. It's great. Prime example. Max Holloway has been trolling Connor because Connor feels the need to continue bringing up Max Holloway's name. What does Max do? Max puts out posts. Max goes to Dublin and trolls Connor in Dublin. Bro, that's brilliant. That's fun shit talk. But what I'm talking about somebody's religion? Yo, fam, that's not funny. It's religion. Who cares? That's their choice, that's their belief. Why would I sit there and throw somebody under the bus because of that? Why would I go to somebody's country and say, yo, your president rocks with me more than rocks with you? And I'm taking pictures and stuff like, yo, that that stuff is unnecessary, especially knowing how polarizing these characters are. You we can say, Serge, yo, that's that's gamesmanship. It's mental warfare. Yeah, it's that or you're just a dick. And you've been allowed consistently to get away with bad behavior, bad behavior, bad behavior. And you're not being reprimanded for those things. He should have been reprimanded for jumping into a cage in another organization. Hands down. Look, I'm over here so animated, bro, I'm spilling my tea. still sipping on this fall harvest, man. I don't know if you guys ever had it. Trader Joe's in the fall, they get this fall harvest tea. By far my favorite team in the world, man. I sit there and me and my girl, man, um, will <laughs> load up on like 10 boxes to last us till the next fall. I swear. Best team in the world, but I'm all animated, man. I'm over here spilling it on myself. Hope I didn't uh, pause. Hope I didn't swallow up all, all on the, the mic for you guys. All right. Um... But man, I, I I it looks bad. It looks bad. And I think I've said it over and over again. I mean, I think this dude is out of control. He's been allowed to get away with far too much. I mean, look, the fact that they went ahead in his last fight against be put McGregor promotions on the canvas. And again, you you know me, man, you'll get your money. I'm not mad at him pupping proper 12 whiskey. I heard it tastes like crap, but fam, do your thing. Get that money. But when you're out here just wilding out for no reason, and you're being a dick, man, I just can't support that. And again, yo, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's been smoke for a long time. And here's the bad thing. When you do this many bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing, when a report like this comes out that you might have raped some chick. It's really easy for the for the 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 casuals to sit there and say, no, nah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Not just the casuals. It's really simple for everybody to go ahead and look at it and say, oh, no, no, no That that makes sense. I, I, I can see it. I can see it. So look, man, it's 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 unfortunate it's something that I hope that the UFC doesn't continue getting behind. But I'll be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they stand behind him. Oh, but in terms of the, um, the retirement, think about this. And this is what I'm going to leave you with. If he really retires, he has to get pulled out of the USADA pool, Right. If he is pulled from USADA, they will stop testing him. And then he has to go through, I believe it's a three month or so. It's between two and six months where he can't compete, where they have to go out there and test him, you know, get back to get him in the flow of testing again. So if he goes out here and retires today, he wants to fight in July. That fight won't happen. Um, One thing that I also found to be interesting is, yo, he don't have anybody fooled because even the athletes, I mean, Donald Cowboy Cerrone even goes out there and, uh, and says, yo, I I don't believe it. I don't think it's happening. I really don't. I think it's a ploy to stay relevant. I don't think he's going anywhere. I just think he put that out there to serve the media. I read something that it may go to the WWE. I don't know. He may have to get out of his UFC contract to do that. Retiring is one way out, but I doubt it. He's not going anywhere, and that's according to BJPenn.com. That was um, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Do I believe he's going anywhere? I'm with Donald. I don't. I think Conor is a has done a masterful job of keeping bad behavior aside. He keeps his name in the media, and we continue talking about him. And because there are so many casual fans of the sport. You have people like Max Kellerman, who honestly should know better, championing people like Conor McGregor and having his back. Max should be ashamed of himself. But that's what's going on right now, man. So, um, yo, I'm over here. Let me get off this soapbox real quick. Um, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to talk about um, some other stuff when we come right back. This episode of the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats today at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Sage Eats is currently offering nutrition consulting where they will go ahead for $75 a month they will go out there and weekly send you um uh your your um your weekly grocery your weekly grocery list with recipes that coincide with that and they will give you two times a month you will be able to sit down with a nutrition consultant and they will break down all of your your food and help you develop a meal plan man it's a really cool thing that they're currently doing check it out today you can do it no matter where you are in the country or in the world for that matter man so check out sageeatschicago.com um and check them out on ig at sageeatschicago.com like i said a Promo code fight for 15% off your first three months. And with that being said, don't forget to follow your boy, me, Serge Vicente. Um, and that's at Serge Vicente. And don't forget to follow the Fight podcast at the fight podcast. All right. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right back into it. Boom. All right, man. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right back into this real quick. I have a couple more things in fight news and, um, and then we're gonna go ahead and just talk briefly about fight announcements and uh the fight card um this upcoming weekend. Um, but yo, Cain Velasquez is in the news. Uh, we haven't heard much about him since he got touched by uh Francis Ngannou, But Cain Velasquez is scheduled to appear at a Mexican wrestling company, Triple A Mania Triple Mania wrestling company he is going to make his pro wrestling debut um he ends up going on uh on instagram he says you know thank you for everything he's really excited to be a part of triple mania um lucha libre in mexico so look man i think this says a lot first of all yo this is great man thank you i'm glad kane's going out there man i know he's been a wrestling fan He's throwing the Lucia Libre mask on, you know, getting all of his Mexican roots in there. I think it's a good time. Good for him. Um, he's older in his career. Uh, but what I will say is this, fam, I think this might prove that he did get touched up by Francis Ngannou. If he's over here taking this fight, obviously, I can't say anything is wrong with his knee. And I haven't heard anything, anything about uh any surgeries or anything post fight his, te- his team is being quiet they've been super quiet man so look i gotta say i think francis and ended up touching him up um and uh we gotta give francis some love for that man but yo this should be fun um i don't know when it is just yet but i will keep y'all posted all right dana white as always is in the news man and uh, Dana White gets on the mic and says he doesn't want a 165-pound division. He said, look, I'm here for seven more years. When I go, they can make a 180 division, 165, 122. Whatever they want uh, to do when I'm gone, they can do it. So, the Trollmaster himself, Ben Askren, goes on here and, says, <laughs> and tweets right after that. Um, Dana White confirms that by the end of the quarter there will be a 165 pound weight class. Look, man, I just think this is funny. Dana White, man, anything he says you got you, you got a hold with a grain of salt. Um, he also said that women will never be competing in the UFC. We saw what happened there. He said Ben Askren will never compete in the UFC. Ben Askren is here. He says a lot of things. He said John Jones will never headline an event again. He's headlined a few. There's a couple things, buddy said, and um, and I believe this is just another one. Adding weight classes is just going to make um make it better, easier for fighters to be in their weight class. I think adding weight classes is going to help fighters. You know, um, and it's going to make it more interesting. More more weight classes means more belts, which means more championships, which means more title fights. More title fights means more revenue. Doesn't do it. Knock them out, man. So uh, I think this is just a joke, bro. So I'm not even worried about it. All right. Now, this caught my eye. UFC Fort Lauderdale, headlined by uh, Yoel Romero and Jacare Souza. Fight that I It's a rematch. I can't wait to see. Poster was just released, and on the official poster, Greg Hardy is fighting some guy I've never heard of, Smolikov. So it seems like the UFC is giving Greg Hardy another co-main event spot, even though he lost his last fight via disqualification for being just a complete scumbag and hitting somebody uh, hitting knee and you know, a kneeing a down opponent, and so this is what um, Hardy said. I guess he says, "I hate losing. I'm not a loser. I'm not a cheater." I said when I first came into this business, I earned everything that I have right now. I've taken every opportunity. Anybody that wanted to stop me could have jumped in my way and knocked me out and took care of business. That's how I do things. It kind of shook me to my core when I came out the ring. And everybody's standpoint was he's a cheater. It's, it kind of threw me off a bit. Man, are you crazy? This is somebody who has... This dude got kicked out of the NFL for domestic violence. Yo, the NFL is big cool with people slapping women around. Now, taking a knee? They're not cool with that. Slapping women? doing all kinds of other nonsense they're cool with. So the fact that they kicked this man out of the NFL says a lot. The UFC took him with open arms. And then they've continued to give him tomato cans. And the first time that he actually had adversity in his entire career, he panicked and needs somebody in a downed opponent. And he says he has the, the, the audacity to say, it 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 shook it threw me off a bit I was shook to my core oh fair shut up really really I think that's so funny, man. it's so hilarious that he'll go out there and say that, and it's even more hilarious that the u f c is getting behind people with bad behavior dude juan Adams is a funny good uh, uh talented prospect who is huge at heavyweight and he has a 100% finish percentage no losses dynamic pub him how is it possible that Greg Hardy has just as many co-main event spots as Curtis Blades he has more co-event spots than Justin Willis how is that possible? What is the allure of somebody who hasn't fought anybody? Yo, if they want to make Greg Hardy a name, man, put this big dude in. He can headline the prelims. If he knocks a couple people out, then you put him on the show. You get a couple other people, then he works his way up there. He hasn't earned anything yet. And this, this continues going with the UFC. They're like, look, as long as we're in the news, we don't care. And this is why, in my opinion, and I've said it before, Bellator, won championship, these companies are going to begin surpassing the UFC. If people are going to look at this as a joke, he's not a representation. Dude, if you looked at that last event, that was a fighter that does not belong. And he doesn't belong because he's a schmuck. Yeah, that's one reason. But the primary reason is he didn't belong because guess what? He's not a good fighter. He's not. He's just a big guy. Can he be good? Of course. He's an NFL athlete. One of the best athletes in the world. But if I'm looking at, like, skill for skill, yo, dude's a bum. Why is he head, like, cold cold main eventing a card? It makes no sense. Why are we giving this dude a platform? It makes no sense, man. So, look, I I think it sucks. But, uh, look, I... I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it ride, man. I'm gonna let it be, um, on a more positive note, yo, Wonder Boy Thompson, buddy's a gem. All right. I've never seen anybody get knocked out and be that, that happy about it. He got touched up this past week by, um, <laughs> by, uh, by Anthony Pettis. And he ends up pretty much going out there and saying that, uh, like look man you know it happens he's 80 fights have never been touched up um he said he got hit harder um but he, he was he was great about it he, he's a good guy in the sport man i'm a huge fan of uh wonder Boy thompson all right uh fighting announcements uh there have been some good ones man and this is the one that actually is currently reportedly under consideration it looks like the UFC might be trying to get John Jones versus Stipe Miocic at heavyweight that'd be interesting man that'd be a great fight great test for John Jones and this would be the first fight back for Stipe since he lost his title to Daniel Cormier if this happens I can see what they're trying to do and they might even end up putting it on the same card put DC versus Brock as a headliner John Jones versus Steepy as a co-main. The winner of that fight gets the winner of the championship, which will be Daniel Cormier. I love it, man. Um, all right, Mike Perry is going to fight Alex Oliveira and UFC ES- on ESPN3 in Fort Lauderdale. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, Mike Perry has ties. Um, Alex Oliveira was supposed to fight Lee Jing Lang um, out of China, but he got injured and he is out. So now we have Mike Perry in. That should be a good one. Megan Anderson is back. And she's going to go ahead and fight uh, Felicia Spencer on UFC 9 on ESPN Plus, And that's in May. Uh, who else? Ooh, we got Yair Latifi versus Volkan Oznemir. Man, this is a great fight. This is going to happen in Stockholm, Sweden. Sweden um, That's in uh, June 1st. Also on that card, just renounced Jimmy Manawa versus Alexander uh, Rakic. Dude, these are some great fights. Uh, good fights popping up, man. And one, the last one I want to talk about, Felice Herrig, Chi-Town Zone, is uh, fighting Jan Shonan at UFC 238. I don't know much about Jan, but Felice Herrig is a beast and uh that is going to be a pay-per-view card man so i can't wait for that one man there's some good fights coming up man uh good fights um i'm curious to see what's gonna happen with john jones and um and steve amyocic man i'll keep you guys posted with that one all right man um yo with that being said check this out we are almost an hour into it today that's gonna be all that i have for today uh we're gonna bring some more back Um, We're going to do our fight breakdowns. Uh, um, Brandon Camille will be back. We'll talk boxing news as well. And uh, like I said, man, I will be back this week to break down all the fight action of this weekend. Um, Really quick this weekend. It is a really entertaining card. man. We have Justin Gagey against Edson Barbosa. Um, That's going to be an extremely entertaining fight, man. I cannot wait to see that um all right let me see just just off the top uh for you guys and i do a more in-depth um breakdown but off the top man i i have to go edson barbosa i think edson barbosa is a more well-rounded fighter i think he is i'd say it like this i think he has a bit more fight iq just in case he's going to come forward and out tough people um if Justin Gaethje goes in there and tries to out grapple Edson Barbosa, he has an opportunity to win. But Justin Gaethje loves a brawl. If he goes in there to go leg kick for leg kick with Edson Barbosa, I see him getting finished in that in that event. Um, so I think he's going to go out there, try to go blow for blow. And with him trying to go blow for blow, I'm gonna be honest with you, I think he takes an L, man. So um, that is uh, what I believe is going to happen in that main event. Uh, like I said, Ray Borg is back in business. Um, He hasn't uh, competed in a while, so he'll also be competing on this card. And who else? Who else? Who else is fun to talk about? Because, you know, we got to break it down real quick. So we got Edson Barbosa, J- uh David Branch is back. Ooh, Josh Emmett versus Michael Johnson is on this card at featherweight. Michael Johnson is not ranked at featherweight. Josh Emmett is number 10 i got michael johnson on that one michelle watterson is back michelle Waterson, the number nine ranked uh strawweight in the world against uh corollina kowalkovic uh who fought for a title before i'm going with michelle watterson in that one um and my boy sadiq youssef at featherweight is fighting uh she uh, morales or morris uh super uh, good fighter I'm going with our boy, uh, friend of the podcast, Sadiq Youssef, man. And we're going to try to get him actually back on the show very soon for you guys. Um, so real quick, let's see. I have, uh, I, I'm going with Edson Barbosa. Um, I'm going with David Branch. I'm going to go with Michael Johnson, Michelle Waterson, and I'm going with Sadiq Youssef. I'll do a little bit more in-depth breakdown for you guys later on. Um, but with that being said, man, I hope you guys have a, a beautiful rest of your day uh it is like i said wednesday here in chicago um episode 99 of the fight podcast um and with that being said man again i'm your boy serge vicente remember the fight podcast is brought to you each week by sage eats sage eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring sign up for sage eats at sage apply promo code fight for 15 percent off your first three months follow the fight podcast on all social media uh, platforms at the fight podcast and follow me at Serge vicente support the show check me out on the website the subscribe listen rate and share the fight podcast is everywhere podcasts are available Uh, google play spotify stitcher itunes everywhere man so go ahead and check us out Um, all right man appreciate you guys and we will talk soon with that being said i'm your boy surge man peace out